Welcome to the First Intuition Podcast. My name is David Maltas and I'm here today with Ian Thorogood. Ian will be talking about the third element of being the best version of you. So we previously looked at nutrition and sleep. Today we're looking at exercise to help us to be the best version of us to tackle work, to tackle, tackle study and to, ta- and to tackle pain. So welcome aboard Ian, how are you? Amazing, amazing. Feeling like I need to do some exercise, actually, Dave. <laughs> well, hopefully we can find out the benefits of that exercise over uh, the next 15 to 20 minutes or so. We are recording this at the beginning of the summer holidays, and I personally am feeling like I haven't really done that much over the last couple of weeks in terms of exercise. I'm rapidly running towards my summer holiday where I've got lots of activities planned and I'm hoping to get a little bit more active. But to start with, Ian, could you kind of just explain to me why doing exercise, being active is going to help us to study, to work and to play? Sure. So it's individual for every person as to what really they get out from doing this activity and these exercises. From one extreme, you've got the people who real sort of exercise junkies almost. And they're like, I want to be smashing out a 10K run and doing a big bike ride. And I want to be climbing a mountain. And they get a real, real adrenaline hit from doing exercise. So for some people, exercise for them is all core to their identity. And if they're not doing it, then they're not really them. Great. If you're one of those people, you probably don't need to listen to this too much because you're probably doing it already. For those people, you just want to be aware that if you're getting a bit grumpy of life and things are being a bit tricky, have a little check in of like, are you still doing as much exercise as you want? Or is actually you, because of life stress is stopping you doing that? That could be quite a major thing that's impacting your mental health is you're not getting to do all that exercise. And that's part of your identity. Then you have the other extreme of someone for whom PE at school was something to try and avoid and get out with, with any excuse possible. And the time that anyone talks about doing some kind of charity run or walk or something like this, you just sit there and say, I'll give you my 20 quid donation. But that gets me out of having to actually do anything to get up off my backside. Then activity and exercise puts on a whole different picture for them. There are serious health benefits you can get from just moving from a being not active to moving a little bit active. You don't have to go the whole spectrum up to suddenly loving it and doing these big races all the time but moving from a position of not really being active to one being a little bit active has huge health benefits for people so we're going to talk about some of the tools that can get you in little baby steps being a bit more active and it really can help with your mental health it can clearly help with your physical health because I don't know some people want to lose weight but exercise isn't necessarily about heat losing weight per se it's more about feeling good of yourself and so um it helps you think better clearer and definitely can provide a bit of a break to your day when you're either working at home like so many of us were during covid or when you're stuck at home studying and you're going head down in the books it's not a very active thing studying and so your body is built to be moving so maybe it'll be helpful to get some exercise in you okay so One thing I want to clear up to start with is if I'm going to be active, 
and say I'm say I'm me right now and I've not really done a huge amount of activity for the last couple of weeks through a combination of reasons, some of it work related, some of it just a bit of laziness on my part, a little bit of kind of illness, injury, things like that. Um, if you're going to say to me now, right, Dave, in order to be more impactful and more effective in your life, whether it's work, whether it's study, whether it's just kind of family time, I think you should become more active and do more exercise. And I go out for a 10K run. Now, it's going to be quite difficult because I haven't done anything aerobic for a while. And I go out and do that run right now. And in an hour and a half's time, I might have stopped sweating and I'll be sitting here talking to you. And I'm going to tell you, I'm exhausted. All I want to do is sit down and do nothing because I'm so tired. How is that going to make me more impactful in terms of my work or my study? Surely it's just going to make me more tired and more fatigued. Yeah, I think what you've described there is a little bit of a too much, too fast kind of scenario for sure. And your body is used to what it gets normally. So if your body is used to certain types of food, you can't suddenly stop eating those foods entirely and not have an impact. If your body's used to having caffeine regularly and you suddenly stop having caffeine, your body has quite an impact. And if your body is quite used to over the last few months and you're generally as fit as what you've been doing over the last few months is my experience is that you know you have two three months of being quite active you can get yourself quite fit you have two three months of for whatever reasons not being active and you lose quite a lot of your fitness and then you go out and do a 10k your body's going to react badly to it so i'd say is running a 10k from nothing a good idea not really, because as you describe, the negatives will outweigh the positive benefits that you can see there and then. And so it's much more these tools about starting on smaller steps that you can do to build up to it. And you get a bit of a hit, not necessarily always from the exercise, but from the fact that you've done something and you've stuck to it. So if you say to yourself, right, during the summer holidays, every day, I want to get out and do a walk of at least 10 minutes every day during the summer holidays. You might sit there and say, that's ridiculously easy. I could walk 10 minutes any day. But what activity does is it builds a bit of a routine. So you would say, well, actually, if at the end of the summer holidays, if I could fast forward to that now, and I said every single day of the summer holidays, you have got outside and done a 10 minute walk. How would you feel? And I guarantee most people would be like, that would be amazing because I'd have actually stuck to something. And I bet if I did do that, I wouldn't have kept it to 10 minutes. I suspect as the summer holidays went on and I got more of a routine around it, I might have upped it and tried different routes and suddenly gone longer and longer. And those people who do manage to stick with it all the way through really see the benefits over that longer term because you start building a habit so it's about building a habit where activity is built into your day as opposed to sporadically trying to do something really strong and mega like doing running a 10k so i definitely say to someone that's like oh i just can't do that it's like you can always start smaller so i've suggested already just going out for a 10 minute walk um once every single day another one the example we use is in FI in Chelmsford, we are on the fifth floor. And my own personal little badge of achievement is I've never got in the lifts. So whenever I've gone up to the fifth floor or down from the fifth floor out to the car park, I've always taken the stairs. And again, you look at it and think, okay, you've just climbed up some stairs. That's 
well done you give yourself a medal it's like but actually if you added up how many stairs I've climbed over those two years that I otherwise would not have done that's a lot of activity and that bit that I mentioned to earlier I feel a little bit of pride of like oh yeah I've managed to keep that up for all of those two years so you get the mental health side of things as well as the physical side so let's talk about walking taking the stairs if you get a bus just get off the bus one stop earlier it's a really simple step if you want to do those kind of little steps that you can take so that's the kind of thing I'd say to somebody who was starting from quite a low baseline level of I don't really do anything active I was like right just start with a routine that you try and fix in which is small steps so maybe instead of calling it exercise we should call it activity or being active mm. so rather than because a lot of people think exercises you've got to strap the trainers on get your kit on exactly and at the end of exercise you should feel physically exhausted but if you look at activity being more active it means what moving probably getting your heart rate up a bit mm. but not necessarily working yourself to fatigue would that be fair Exactly. And indeed, one of my wife's roles um, as a doctor is she delivers some training on this and she's called a physical activity champion. And so she is teaching other medical health professionals how to have those kind of conversations with the people um, that they're seeing the patients about building activity into their life. And it's really true about the exercise versus activity. When I get to the top of the stairs, I am usually a little bit out of breath because it's climbing five steps of stairs. But if you go for like a 10 minute walk, you do not need to be sweating bucket loads. And some people think, if I do some exercise, I've got to build in the time to have a shower afterwards to wear the right clothes and all of this gear that you need. It's like, just go and have a walk for 10 minutes. You don't need to build a sweat up. You can walk in whatever you're wearing now and just take a little bit outside. And that that walk one's always a really good one, I find, because it links on to another aspect that activity often does give you is if you, particularly during COVID times when we were stuck at home so much, being active often involves getting out of the house, whether it's a walk, a bike ride, a run, um, whatever it is, it's often, not always, you might do a video at home, like some yoga or Pilates video or some exercise class, but usually it's get out of your house and that allows you to connect with nature. And if you're in a job like many accountants are where you're tied to a screen for a lot of the day, the ability to like get your eyes focusing on something else, hear different things, get some fresh air. So often people don't have their windows open and so they don't have fresh air inside. That activity of just walking outside get your eyes a chance to look at something far from the distance, gets your fresh air coming into you and just gets the blood circulating, circulating around the body. So connecting with nature is a really key one that can come in from being active. Okay, so simple things. Go for a walk, do it outside, connect with nature. And, and I think regardless of where you are, you should be able to go somewhere outside to be able to say that we're not in a lockdown situation, things like that. Yes, um, even if you live in a town, just go and be a bit mindful when you go out, which kind of links me to the other bit of, for me personally, my, when I've got like three young children and me and my wife work, my me time is my exercise. And so when I go for a run, my version of me time is 
not taking any headphones, just taking me and whatever's thinking in my head and just going out and just being really observant around me. Now, where I live, I'm lucky in that I've got footpaths around me so I can look at things like trees and birds and sheep in the field. Loads of people live in the town. It's like, well, you can still be observant in the town. So go down a road that you've never been down before and see, oh, what kind of houses are down here? Look at people's gardens. When I used to live in my previous village and I'd run around the village, one of the standard things I'd want to do is just nose into people's gardens. So like, oh, how plush does their car look like? Or what have they done to the front of their house? And it's just a bit of me time where it's not stress relating. It's not worrying about anything on my plate. It's just me and my own thoughts. I I, I do a lot of that when I run. I, I consider it to be the closest that I get to meditation. Mm, I, I, that's I, true for me as well. I can't, I've tried yoga classes where they say, right, we're now doing five, 10 minutes of meditation at the end. And I just sit there and my head's going like, don't be dull. I just can't get into it. Whereas when they describe meditation and then I think, well, that's what I feel like when I run and that's what activity can give you. Yeah, I, I'm exactly the same. I've tried going to meditation classes and I hate it. I just can't do it. I've tried going to the classes where they do things like breath work and things like that in order to kind of like help you relax. And I just get really anxious that I'm not doing it right. And I become more stressed as a result of doing those classes than I'm supposed to. Uh, but running is something that you are on your own. You are completely with your own thoughts. You can really, if you like, meditate on those thoughts and get a bit of clarity over how you're feeling or clarity over issues or if you've got conflicts going on in your life, maybe a different perspective over how other people are thinking or what other people are doing or why other people are doing things. So I, I find it really, really useful as a and bit of me time. You, you're talking about the different perspective. That reminds me when I used to work in practice for 10 years and it was quite a stressful job towards the end where there was a lot of demands of my time. One of the best things that someone suggested to me that I then definitely used for my last year of working there was every lunchtime no matter what I would go for a 20 minute walk at lunchtime and it was amazing the perspective that that gave me on what I still had to do that day or what was troubling me that day because of had come in and so I felt it tick two boxes that many times activity does to help you be the best version of you is one, it gets your body active, the blood flowing, fresh air in your lungs, but also just doing that 20 minute walk, I would come back into that office a different person because I would have been able to process some of the stresses that are going on and put it in a much better way in my mind. So that's a definite, definite thing linking to the whole point of this series of looking at being the best version of you. If you're feeling a bit overwhelmed with your studies, with work, with life that's going on, just doing one of these activity things can often just reset your brain a little bit and have a different perspective on it, which is a real double win almost. Yeah, and I think that, as you've said, all the way through, first step is go for a walk. So if you're, if you're not particularly active now, try going for a walk. And I think that anyone, whether you've got a busy work life, busy home life, you should be able to find... 10 minutes where you can go for a walk so if you're at work you can leave your desk and you can go for a walk for 10 minutes so wherever you are I'm sure you'll be able to go out the front door and go for 10 minutes at lunchtime and my challenge my challenge to people who are like I don't have enough time is if you've got a phone that shows you what apps you have spent your time on that week or that day I would say okay open up that bit of your phone that shows you how much is on 
Instagram, Twitter, mm. news websites, whatever it is, and just say, okay, honestly look at that and then come back and tell me I don't have time to go and do a 10 minute walk. And then yeah. really start asking yourself if that's the true thing or not. Yeah, or, or map out, do a, do a timesheet for your day and mm. say, right, here's 24 hours. What do I do in that 24 hours? Okay, I spend eight hours of sleep in bed. That's eight hours I can't go for a walk. Then I need to prepare the family's breakfast and then I need to eat breakfast. I need to make sure that the kids are taken to school. Kids go to school five miles away, so I have to be able to drive there. Um, You know, I then get into work. What do I do at work? Do you work straight the way through with no break? And I'm sure that if you do that, you'll suddenly recognise, actually, there's an hour that I've got here. And it might be in 15 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the early evening and 30 minutes a little bit later on and five minutes just before bed. So can we fit some activity into that time? So that's something that I think we could all do, either look at our phone and what do we really do on our phone or look at our time and what do we really do with that time? And I I think that everyone, if everyone can make a commitment to going for that 10 minute walk, that would be a brilliant start. Mm. So we're not suggesting everyone's going to train for a marathon or we're not all going to do no, it next month. It depends what your mo- way you motivate yourself is. I know I've spoken to some people about exercise before and they said, I cannot do it unless I've got a, a goal to aim for. I just think, what's the point in just going out for a walk? And so one thing you could do as your goal, as we've already said, is set yourself the target of every day during the summer holidays, you'll do a walk or every day this month, you'll do a walk. Um, but for other people, they do like setting themselves a big, scary goal. Maybe for someone that doesn't, I don't know, you'd say take running. So actually, I know six months time in my local town, there's a 10K race. I'm going to set myself the goal to complete that 10K race. And so if that works for you, exercise or activity is something that you can work towards a set goal and it will give you that sense of achievement. But equally, if you're thinking that will only scare me when I'm then not doing it enough and I'll know I've got this big burden coming up for me, fine, set yourself something such as, I know my one of the most motivating times I've ever done is I once um, signed up to a run every day month and it was amazing. It made me fall back into the love of running again because I got the regularity of every single day I did a run, even if it was just a mile long, and it just built the habit. So it doesn't have to be a big, scary goal, but if that's what motivates you, pick a big, scary goal and you know get someone else told about it so that you get the accountability of trying to stick to it. Yeah, I, I agree. And if if you so if everyone, if they wanted to, could say 10 minute walk, that's what I'm going to do. And 10 minute walk is go out of the door, walk for five minutes, turn around, come back five and 10 minutes later, you'll be back. So I think that's something we could all do. Other things that I would encourage people to do is if it's the case that um, like me, I um, I grew up playing football and I played football every Saturday and I went track football training during the week and I played five a side and I'd be playing football four or five times a week, you know, when I was at my peak powers. But I've reached an age now where if I try and play football at that level, I, I would not be able to keep up with anyone because everyone else that plays competitively is far younger, far fitter, far skill, more skillful than I ever was. And there isn't really a place that I can play football now at that kind of regularity and competitive level. But what I can do is I can look at other sports. And if you look at other sports that are maybe minority sports um, or minority sports in the UK compared to football, that's every sport. There's almost always a way into those sports for older players that play as well. So now I play a lot of hockey. 
I didn't pick up a hockey stick until I was about 42. And I started playing hockey at that age because there was a route to play hockey with very little ability and, and history and, and you could then learn the sport and they were welcoming you on board. Um, when I lived in Cambridge, I'd given up playing football. I started playing rugby at about 30 and I played a few seasons of rugby when I lived up there because, again, they were welcoming of someone that wanted to play their game because there's a massive shortage of players there. And I know you've played a lot of cricket, Ian, and cricket for me is one of the most inclusive sports. If you turn up at a village cricket club and you're willing to try, they'll find a place in the team for you. You know, you might be playing for the sixth eleven, and it may not be the best standard, but if you're willing to chase after a ball, then you can get a game quite easily. So there are sports that you can join. Football's not great. Although football, they do have things like walking football, which is very accessible to absolutely, you know, kind of anyone because you take out the running element, which means suddenly it's more about positioning and understanding the game than it is about about chasing a ball everywhere. Um, and we know that we've got colleagues at work here and that have recently taken up netball, having not played netball before. So there are other avenues to being active if you prefer that competitive environment rather than being self-motivated. And you've touched on there with all of those examples, many of those have this social connection element to it. So earlier we mentioned about the double benefit of giving yourself some me time and some mindfulness with your activities, as well as the sort of direct physical health benefits, but all the ways you've described there, becoming a part of a team, being welcomed into a group, that gives you the social connection of, oh, I belong somewhere during the week at some point. And often if you're sat at home working at home, or you're just studying for your exams and no one else you know is really studying, you can feel quite lonely. And people don't appreciate that the loneliness takes its toll on you and activity, whether it's a sport like you describe or doing like I've got a running club in my village. And so there's loads of people there who if you met them in the shop, you would not think they were runners because they don't look like some slim lined elite level runners. But they all meet up once a week and they go for a run around the village. And so, yes, they are runners and they get a real social connection from it. And so that's another aspect that many of the activities you could do, they don't have to be on their own. You can make it group like work and particularly good if you're feeling maybe lonely because of the way your work setup is post COVID or your exams are very much all about you. I, I agree. There is. Uh, I think if you if you go for a run, you're a runner. It, it's it's very easy to say i am not that person but the fact that you carry out whatever activity it is it doesn't make you that person and i i know that it's one of the things that is at the at the heart of nike is nike believe everyone is an athlete so you know you may not be the elite athlete competing at olympic games but you have the ability to be an athlete you know if you're capable of moving yeah and it's not all or nothing i think that's the way to describe it so many people at my running club i would say running is just one part of who they are and you often see on tv or on videos you get shown this athlete who that is everything that they are and you're like i could no way become that and that's not the aim of this the aim is to add another string to your bow that really allows you to say oh well if i had to describe myself to somebody i'm this 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 and this and one of the things you'd add in is oh yeah by the way i'm I've just started playing netball once every weekend and joined a local club for that. And that's just part of you. It's not having, having to be the whole identity. Excellent stuff, Ian. Well, I think we're running to the point where 
we need to bring this to a close because I know that I know that you've got plenty of, of things to do, not least probably go for a run today, Ian. Yeah, I need I, I've actually arranged to go for a, la- a run after this. Um and also not just I've arranged to go for a run. I've arranged to go for a run with somebody else. So I've turned it into a double whammy of a little bit of activity for me having sat down all morning and the social connection of having a chat with that person whilst I'm doing my run. Excellent. And we are recording this prior to the to I said Christmas again. I said it twice in two episodes prior to the summer break. So I will have been on holiday by the time this this episode is aired. So hopefully everyone's enjoying it. That's listening to it, and hopefully I had a great holiday and um, didn't come down with food poisoning like I did last time. But what I really hope after listening to these three episodes is that we can all look at them and say, what little thing do I want to do? to me to, to make me better prepared to tackle my studies and from the first one that could be I'm going to make an effort to eat more whole food and by whole food that means I'm going to buy an orange rather than drink an orange juice that's an easy substitution to make and that's something that we know is going to improve your your nutrition it's going to improve your gut health and it's it's going to improve the way that the sugars and things like that are released into into your body I'm also going to make a commitment to try and improve my sleep. And to do that, I'm going to keep electronics out of my bedroom. I'm going to charge my phone on the landing and keep it out of my bedroom. So I'm not going to be distracted by that light. And then every lunchtime, I'm going for a 10 minute walk. So three things we could easily do. Eat an orange. Make sure your phone's charging outside of your bedroom and go for a 10 minute walk. And those three things are going to help us. Now, if you can do more than that, brilliant. But there are three things that I think really straightforward, really simple. Anyone listening could do that could do. Would you add anything to that, Em? Yeah, I I would say when you do it, just set yourself. I, I find what's really helpful when I'm trying to form a habit is somehow recording if I've done it. So keep myself even as simple. We all remember back at school having a little star chart or a little tally chart, just having somewhere, either on your phone, on a notice board or somewhere in your house, a little mark that you can just keep track of like, oh, yeah, last night I didn't have my phone in my bedroom or yesterday I did go for a run because it's the reaffirming later down the line, a week, two weeks, three weeks. And you look back, you're like, wow, I've done a walk every day for the last two weeks and I know because I've made a little mark on this bit of paper on made an opened a note on my phone and kept track of it and so that's something you can really do to help reinforce these little habits to become permanent or if you wanted to you could leave a comment on our podcast just saying I started my challenge today I've eaten an orange I've walked for 10 minutes and my phone's plugged outside and then you could come back a week later and say I've now done it seven days in a row and then what you're going to do is one you're going to be looking back and say oh brilliant look I've done it seven days since the last one and you're also going to inspire the other listeners that are looking at that thinking oh if that person's done it then I'm going to give it a go as well so it's something I think we can all achieve. It's something that if we're not studying for an exam, and a lot of people have the summer off from studying because they want to enjoy the nicer weather. So it would be something that, you know, just try those three things. If you can do a little bit more brilliant and see how you feel at the end of the summer when it's time to pick up the books and study again. And hopefully, I'm pretty sure you will feel a lot better um, and a lot more ready to tackle the next phase of your studies. Sounds like a great idea. Hopefully people will feel better versions of themselves after taking on board some of the tips that we've given in each of these sessions. 
Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Ian, for joining us in these summer recordings. This is the, the fourth summer recording that you've been involved with. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise. Hopefully we can welcome you to one of the live shows when they're back up and running in September. Um, so thank you. Thanks to everyone that's listening right now. So if you are going for your walk and you're listening to the podcast and it's kind of quite lucky that you managed to listen to this podcast while you're going for a walk. So you're already doing the right things. And um, thank you so much for, for downloading and listening. If you're sitting on a sun lounger or if you are, as some people like to enjoy the podcast, lying in a bath surrounded by bubbles. Thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen. If you do have the chance, could you please leave a review, leave a comment on your podcast server? Um, and if you know anyone that would benefit from this, please feel free to share. And we welcome you back for live shows in September and there'll be more summer episodes coming soon. Thank you very much.